You know, Brittany, nothing gives me naked confidence like hitting the gym first thing in the morning. The rush, the endorphins, it just sets the tone for the entire day. Ooh, I like that. Naked confidence. Yeah. It's all about the perfect playlist for me. The right music can uplift my mood instantly. Mm, you know what a close second is for me? What's that? Not stinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I use Lumi Whole Body Deodorant. It's like a secret weapon against odor powered by mandelic acid. Yeah, you're odor-free for up to 72 hours. I love how Lumi tackles every odor concern with natural ingredients, and I appreciate its versatility. I've tried it everywhere, from pits to feet. It never disappoints. Plus, it's baking soda-free and pH-balanced for safe use. And the fact that it's clinically proven to block odor all day, well, that's a game changer. Definitely. And with Lumi Starter Pack, new customers can get $5 off with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. It's a great deal for a fresh start. Don't miss out on feeling confident everywhere you go. Visit lumideodorant.com and use code TLC for a special discount. That's L-U-M-E deodorant.com. Cheers to confidence with Lumi. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. You're listening to The Laughing Couple Podcast with your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Join them weekly as they discuss topics such as relationships, kids, sex, parenting, all unfiltered and all with a healthy dose of laughter. Please welcome your hosts, Brittany and Ryan Ostafi. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna throw you. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Go, we go. have a guest today. Uh Ryan. Ryan, yeah. why don't you go ahead and introduce her? Because you practiced her last name seven times before we pressed record. So go first of all, it's Dalgleish. Oh, you got it. It's Dr. Tracy it. Dalgleish. Tracy, you got how are it. you? And I don't know why you're throwing me under the bus because I'm pretty confident <laughs> with how I said that. Why do you have upper lips wet then? It's hot in this room. <laughs> oh. Anyway, we have we have Dr. Tracy here. Um, so excited! We have so many amazing conversations to talk. They're specific, but also broad enough that a lot of people, I think, will take um, a lot of things away from this podcast. Let let us let Tracy introduce herself. I just want to talk about how much she thinks I know I know I relate to that like a lot. <laughs> Tracy, can you tell our community who you are, mm. what you're about? Absolutely, I am a psychologist and couples therapist. I'm here in Ottawa, Canada, way up north. <laughs> and my work, my job, what, what I get filled up on doing is helping to empower women and couples, improve their relationships. And really that means addressing the things that we all struggle about, which is why I was so attracted to what you guys are doing, especially when it's the, I love you and you're annoying, right? Because relationships are hard and not enough people are talking about just how hard it is. I mean, when we think about entering into parenthood, we prepare the birth plan, the nursery, the diaper bag, who's going to visit us in the hospital. And we don't prepare our relationships. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks postpartum, maybe even a few years, people are so surprised and they look at their partner and think, you know, this isn't something that I was ready for, or I, where'd my partner go? This isn't the marriage that I was looking right. for. 
So I do the work I do through therapy, through wellness seminars, and I also do important work outside of my office because I recognize that therapy is expensive and it's time consuming and it's hard to get a sitter. Sometimes it's hard to, you know, prioritize that part. So I Mm -hmm. do a lot of stuff on Instagram. I love reaching out to people in that space. And then also on my own podcast called I'm Not Your Shrink. And then my online program be connected where women and couples are really learning how to communicate and connect in this space. So it's been super cool to reach people all over the world. It's been such a great opportunity. Your um, basically free content. This is what I was going to say. It's crazy how much like advice that you give through your Instagram and it's all free. Like I don't understand how it's free because it's just so helpful and they're, they're quick. They're to the point, but they're also just like, I, I was literally like stalking your page. Well, we usually do like research when we're interviewing people, but I was like, I was like down the rabbit hole, just learning, absolutely learning. Yo, I, just I love, love that. I'm what so I was, glad. What I was going to say, but it was stolen from me. You're too slow. Is I, there are not a lot of uh, professionals that give out real suggestions, mm-hmm. real tools that people can take away. The and, tools. and sometimes for us, it's like, let's pull some tools. Like, like when you have really cool things, but then you got no context behind how to then take that information and apply it. It's yes. very difficult, very difficult to move forward with that because we inherently aren't good at communicating. Mm-hmm. And so we yeah, get this nobody I- teaches us how to do that. Right. Right. We get this idea of, Oh, that sounds good. Let's apply it. Oh, we don't actually have the tools to apply that. So now mm. it's just a mess. So what I love about your content is there's so much, not just like content, but there's actual value in that content, real tools, real tips. Thank you guys. I just feel so flattered. I'm just such a privilege to sit with you. Uh, okay, now can you talk? Yeah, do, now let's do the love you and here. you're annoying. And you're annoying. Yes, I should preface it by saying um, my partner and I are in, a, in business together. We do own Integrated Wellness. It's the it's a mental health clinic here in Ottawa, so we own it together, and we have two children together. So we're busy. Mm-hmm. We know what it means to be in the throes of managing all of the things and the I love you and annoying. I, I always like to preface this by saying how normal it is for us to, you know, have these things about our partners and our relationships that are just like that. They just grate your nerves. Right. And when you choose that person, you are choosing a certain set of things. Like mm-hmm. I know you guys can list them off. It's a certain set of things that you're going to see for the rest of your relationship together. And it's really about coming to this place of accepting that this is what's there. Mm-hmm. You know, I can name like the light switches. I could name whatever it is, but this one I want to share with you guys is the coffee mugs and they are the abandoned coffee mugs. Mm. They're not empty. No. They're always like a third, usually a third. All everywhere. stained too. They're stained. Are you <laughs> kidding right now? I finished my Are coffee. Are you kidding? I finished my coffee. <laughs> Hold on. That's fair. Like I will have a coffee mug from like the morning that I will put by the sink because I always wash them. <laughs> Ryan has five in his office that he will leave there for, for the week. Weeks. From the week. Yeah, from the, the week. week. From the week. Um, and then the rings... It's like literally they're, they're oh, yeah. stained now. Like they're 
your right. worst. We I have agree. different mugs. My partner doesn't use mine. Mm. He can use the generic white ones. Right. And they're, they're all over the place and very mysterious and special places where it's like, how did you end up putting the mug there? <laughs> and then there? you just walked away. <laughs> oh my God. I have you seen, you. what's that movie? What's that movie where the aliens come down and the little girl has all the water all Science. over the place? Signs. Maybe he's, maybe he's just in tune with, maybe aliens. it's coffee maybe. that's going to kill the aliens when they come down and you have to have the coffee maybe. all over the You're place. You're literally giving him the excuse to say it's the aliens. It is. It is. Mm. So here's a funny thing, Tracy, about the, I love you and you're annoying. So at first we started doing it because it was, we thought it would be funny, but it actually became a little bit of therapy for us. Mm-hmm. It yeah. allowed us on a week to week basis to get off the little teeny nuances oh, that bother yes. each other on a regular basis, get it into language, get it into communication, mm-hmm. and then we could actually deal with it and move on. So it's been very therapeutic for us. We I joke around and we, and we yes. make fun of it, but we highly recommend people do it. And you know, uh, you have ever seen the movie, it's a wonderful life, you know, Mary anyways, anyways. So before he, before, well, I don't want to give away the story. It's one of the no. greatest stories of all time, but there's this little knob at the top of his stair that he hates because every time he touches it, it comes off and he can't stand it. <laughs> But then when he comes back and he realizes how magical his life is, the first thing he does is he grabs that, he pulls it wow. off and he kisses it because it's just oh, like, I this, like, and I always think about all the annoying things that my wife does. And I think, dear God, if something ever happened to her, I came into a room and that coffee mug, in this case, that coffee mug wasn't there. I would miss that yeah. coffee mug being there. Yeah, so it's, even, it's the, and the annoying things that actually yeah. make your relationship really unique. You would see like a sink full of like nothing as all the dishes are put away and you'd be like, wow, that's great. Right. <laughs> I love what you're doing there. So let's highlight the laughter. If we can put in more laughter and fun in our relationships, right? We lose playfulness because we just get so serious, right? Ah, the baby, we got to get the baby to sleep and sleep. I need sleep, right? right? Get the baby to bed. Don't do this. Too many stories, bath time, right? The dim lights, we get so serious and we lose that fun together. Mm-hmm. That's the one piece. But the other thing you're, you're doing with this, I love you and is this concept that two things can be true. You can deeply love your partner and at times feel resentment, feel angry, feel frustrated, but we've got to find a way to hold space for both of those. And then Mm -hmm. also to see, what do I need to work through on this? I mean, the mugs, I I have long since let go of the mugs. I've left many of them behind now. (laughs) Shout out to Claritin for providing samples and sponsoring this episode. Full disclosure, I was listening to you talk the other day and I was thinking to myself, why does he sound that way? And then I remembered that it's allergy season and that's just your voice because you're so stuffed up. Ah, yes, the old allergy congested accent. Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Claritin D's fast symptom relief starts working on allergies with nasal congestion in as little as 30 minutes. Oh, perfect. So I won't have to listen to you speak like this for the next few weeks. What? You're not into it? It's not uh, not endearing? No comment. Designed for serious allergy sufferers like Ryan. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieves your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. Claritin D tackles nasal congestion caused by allergies or a cold and also relieves sinus congestion and pressure due to allergies. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. So convenient. Just ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. And remember, only use as directed. 
Guys, have you tried the new wellness shots from Good Vibes Juice? We have, and they're amazing. Perfect for boosting immunity and feeling great. Good Vibes Juice makes all natural wellness shots with ingredients that support your immune system. And they honestly taste good. Plus, they're great to have before you feel sick or even to help you recover faster. It's like having Granny's homemade remedy, but conveniently pre-made. They have three different shots to choose from, Sick Day, Get Well, and Turmeric Daily. The Sick Day shot has echinacea and ginger, known for fighting off colds and boosting immunity. The Get Well shots feature elderberry, a superfood ingredient that helps increase immunity, and the Turmeric Daily has turmeric and chamomile. My personal favorite is the Turmeric Daily. It has turmeric and chamomile, which for me, having recently turned 40, is great for anti-inflammatory and calming properties. What's great is that these shots are all natural with no preservatives or additives. You can take them as a shot or mix them with hot water for a soothing tea. And here's the best part. Visit goodvibeswithansjuice.com and use promo code TLC to get free shipping and 20% off your first order. That's www.goodvibesjuice.com with promo code TLC. Let's boost our immunity and feel great with Good Vibes Juice. Hey, Ryan. Yes? You stink. Um, okay. I stink too, don't worry. Everyone actually stinks, and it's normal to have body odor, just in case you needed a reminder. Okay, thank you for that. But the best part is, you don't have to stink. (laughs) Just try Lumi whole body deodorant. You're right. And Lumi's powered by mandelic acid, tackling odor for 72 hours from pits to feet, even private areas. It's incredible. Over 300,000 five-star reviews, and you can literally use it everywhere. And the scents like clean tangerine, lavender sage, or my personal favorite, toasted coconut, make it refreshing. Plus, new customers get 15% off all Lumi products with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. And if you combine the 15% off with the already discounted starter pack, that's over 40% off. Stay confident from head to toe with Lumi. Try it with code TLC at lumideodorant.com. That's code TLC at L-U-M-E-D-O-D-O-R-A-N-T.com. Stay fresh, everyone. Yeah, the key thing for us, and this is something I learned a long time ago, there's a big difference between the word and and but. Right. Yeah. I love you, but you're annoying is yeah. I, it diminishes the I love you. The I love you and you're annoying to your point holds space for both. Like I can love you yeah. and you are annoying. And both of them I love. Right. So that was that was big for us is to really distinguish between the ands. Now, I'll, I'll tell you something about uh, communication because you're really big on communication and we're pretty big on communication. We've, mm-hmm. we've come to learn over years. We've been together for 12 years now. We've been married not for 12, but we have certainly been together um, in a fornicated kind of way for 12 years. Um, <laughs> long story short, we've learned how to communicate with each other. But I would say mm-hmm. that majority of our fights when we do get in fights are all based off of misinterpretation yeah. and you're really big on misinterpretation can you mm-hmm. speak on this a little bit and like give us your thoughts maybe give us some tools um that just surround that absolutely you know i think that there's two pieces here one is that we perceive the world with our own lens You know, I like to use the analogy of like sunglasses and there's actually, I can never remember if it's red sunglasses or yellow sunglasses, but you put on these sunglasses and if you're wearing red, you actually can't see yellow text or yellow font or um, yellow paint. 
So you can't see that. So you each get your own set of sunglasses and that shapes your world. The other analogy I like to use for this one is, do you remember that childhood block where, you know, you've got your 12 month old sitting there and you like pass, pass them the triangle. They have to right, put it right. in a triangle. Right. So we, we show up in our relationship with our own set of beliefs, our own set of thinking, feeling we are a separate self. And some, for some people, what we do is we take that triangle and no matter what we see it as a circle. So we have this own, um, filter of what the other person does. So that's one thing. The other thing though, is that then in our relationship, we get into these negative communication patterns. We start to feel this sense of insecurity and disconnection. And as soon as you are disconnected, I use guys, I use my hands to talk a lot. I'm so sorry. But so for people who can't see, I I'm pulling my hands when we're connected, our fingers are interlaced. When we're disconnected, our hands are far apart. We're living parallel lives. Mm. And as soon as we do that disconnection, we stop giving each other permission. We stop giving each other that kind of grace, appreciation. Um, and that then leads us to view someone in a certain light, perhaps in a negative light, we only see the negatives of, of what we do. So every time someone says something, we are always taking information in. And this comes from what we learn growing up. You know, how did we see Mm -hmm. other people take things in? What experiences did we have? What did our parents do for us when we tried to express things? Those are kind of our old wounds that we show up in a relationship. So I think that's a huge piece here is what are those perceptions and assumptions that we make about ourselves and also about other people? And then how does that impact what happens between the two of us? I love that because it really, it touches on like the external um, like little voices in your head. Like we, we've talked about that a lot. Like the way we react to certain topics really is an extension of how you saw it like growing up. And it's really hard to retrain your brain to Mm -hmm. like, um, notice that you are responding because it's like, it's just an immediate response. That's how you've always done it to. And then once you notice that that is what you're doing is when I feel like change really does happen because it's just taking that moment to actually be like, okay, I'm responding to respond. Like I'm not actually Mm. thinking, you know what I mean? Um, I just think that's like step one is to really like notice that you're triggered in whatever way. Um, And then once you notice that, that's when you can put in the work. Very. So what you're saying, we refer to it as our listening of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh-huh. I listen to Brittany through a filter that I've created of filter of Brittany, and she always shows up that way. And until I'm willing to break that filter and allow her to be who she yes. is, I will always listen to her inside this box that I've created. With that filter. Right. And, and we, we forget that our partners and you are changing every single day. And there's a lot about the other person that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Right. We think, oh, of course, my partner left their coffee cup there. They always did that, you know, but mm-hmm. I don't know what was happening for that in the, in the moment. Did they have a stressful thought? Did they get a phone call? Right. There's all of this inside stuff about our partner that we don't know. Yeah. And then we make it mean something about us. Absolutely. Right? We, we, internal, we internalize it, it as, mm-hmm. as if like this, their, their expression is our experience 
And our experience comes with a whole whack of background information and noise, right? It's 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 very interesting to see how this misinterpretation happens. It's like, there's two people talking to each other, but there's four yeah. conversations going on, right? Like my, I'm talking to myself, yeah. Brittany's talking to herself, I'm talking yes. to her and she's talking to me and we're, we're wondering which, who's the loudest, right? Is it, am I the loudest or is she the loudest? And often when she talks and I'm, I'll be fully transparent, I don't listen to her. Like really, really, what, what are you doing? What's going on inside? Well, what I'm do, what I'm doing is I'm, sometimes I'm surviving our conversation because I haven't uh-huh. left the conversation I just got out of. Like, so when right. I come back from work or I'm, I'm with the kids, I bring that conversation here. I'm still going through the processing what's happening in my head over here. She's talking to me and I don't want her to feel like I'm ignoring her. So I'm saying, yes, yes. Okay. No, yes, yes. Why, why don't you tell her? Why don't you say like, I want, I want to hear this. I'm still processing what just happened back then. Yeah, right. Because I'm not weak. 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 Because i am 30 seconds into a conversation that you haven't been part of. And now you're really surviving the remaining balance of that conversation, trying not to be like, Hey, I wasn't paying attention to you. Well, one of the best things you can do in those moments for anyone listening as well is really going inwards and saying, where am I at right now? We are really good at ignoring messages from our bodies. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and when I say that, what I'm thinking specifically of is, am I flooded in this moment? Am I overwhelmed? Like, can I actually take in this space? Because we know that if I am in a stressed space, like a stress state, if I'm feeling overwhelmed, if like the last conversation, if my boss just yelled at me, or if you and I just had a fight and I'm dysregulated. So what, what does that look like for people? You know, it's interesting couples in my office, the partner who starts to get flooded and overwhelmed, they'll actually do this. eye thing. they'll look away um, or they might even cross their arms or shake their leg. And what's interesting about that is that all of those cues are messages to the other person that says, I'm not listening to you. Mm-hmm. You can imagine that if that person then senses that they get triggered and say, oh, so I'm not important enough right. to listen to, like, you're just going to ignore me, but they don't see that the other person's brain is actually sending them this danger signal that mm-hmm. this is too much. I can't keep in this conversation and I need to take a time out. And so to help avoid those misinterpretations it is helpful to ask yourself where am i in this moment right where is my nervous system am i in a stressed state right now and what can i do to help bring myself back down to a calm space before continuing into this conversation what i also heard in that which you may not have touched on but i heard it (laughs) there you go um (laughs) is your partner also has a role in this right so if Uh, your partner is experiencing that you're not listening Rather than making it wrong that you're not listening, they could also check in too. And we're so, we're so attuned to each other, right? Yeah. We really That's are right. that there could be just be this moment where, where one of you like rolls your eyes. I kind of like to use this example. It's like you're sitting on the couch and you're, you know, you're, you're sharing something important. And the one, one person kind of like makes a scrunched up face and the other, the other person is like, whoa, well, you can 
did I do something wrong? Like what's going on? But you don't know what's happening inside of their person. And actually they're, they're having this really painful experience in their stomach and they're trying not to fart. Right. Like right, right. that's a complete misinterpretation around what does that scrunched up face mean? But it's because you're so attuned to each other. I know it's true. Right? Um, I also, this, this kind of plays off of the conversation we were having. I think it was actually a, a, a real, but it had of yours. It had like a really good message. So in the title of the reel, it says, when you finally recognize your trigger really isn't about putting the dirty, like the dirty dishes in the sink. It's not the yeah. dirty dishes that are annoying. It's something beyond that. And I really yes. just liked like your continued conversation. This is what we spoke of at the beginning. Like you don't just have that real. And then you're like, good luck with it. Like whatever you're like, no, in the, in the caption, you give very good advice and really allow someone who's watching this to do some work in their selves. Like your question, you said like, what's underneath it? Why do you feel that way? And there mm-hmm. are things like you're feeling like you're not important. Maybe you feel like uh, you're not being considered or your time isn't as important. Like there was something behind it's those It's not things. the laundry. It's not. It's, it's not, not the laundry. It's yeah. way beyond the laundry. Right. But I think the problem is, and correct me if I'm wrong, Tracy, is you don't, you don't, most couples don't say what's behind mm-hmm. it. They say it's right. the laundry. Mm-hmm. Yes. Of and course. so as a, as the person who's being like that, as yeah. energy is being thrown at me about the laundry and I don't care about the laundry, I'm getting defensive about something I don't care about. And I always say to Britt when we're mm-hmm. fighting, I'm like, are we seriously fighting about laundry? I don't care enough about laundry to be fighting about laundry. But what she's not saying is it's not the laundry. And what, what that says to me is he doesn't care about yes. me, my feelings. You know what I mean? So right. it's just like this vicious that's, Deep dive that, that's, that's the cycle, right? Have you guys taken my quiz? Cycle. Take, take my quiz. So the link is in my Instagram bio to look at what cycle you get stuck in. There are three common cycles that couples get into. There's the blame, blame, which is the pointing fingers at each other. Okay. Um, there's the one person's blaming the other is withdrawing or defending. Right. So as I step forward and say, you never help out the other person says, well, maybe if you didn't ask me to do so much. Right. So that's the blame okay. or the pursue withdrawal. The other one is more of a shutting down. Both partners shut down and don't talk about anything. <laughs> but part of that though, is that there's a lot of anxiety underneath and they, in my office, they actually kind of like look over at each other. And if I ask if they talked about something that we had left off in the last session, they'll be like, well, no, that we don't do that at home right? because there's so much anxiety underneath, but they don't know what's going on with their person. Mm-hmm. That is a really tough place to get to. We try not, we don't want to get to that place because that is harder to work through to bring them back together. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So, so why do we do that? I mean, let's think about it. It is so much easier to blame the other person and to stay in this upstairs stuff, the mm-hmm. laundry, the coffee mugs, the lights, whatever it is, the kids, right? It's, and when we blame someone, what we're doing is we're discharging this painful emotion inside of us. Brene Brown talks about this as well. This kind of, you know, there's pain inside or like these core longings and needs that couples don't want to access and, and fit into and, and tap into, which is the, 
do I matter to you? Right. Am I important? Am I good enough for you? I can't tell you how many men show up in my therapy office and we get into the core of this, which is the, I feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. Am I even good enough for you? Because mm-hmm. all my life I haven't felt good enough. And right here in our relationship, I need to feel like I'm not failing you. Mm-hmm. Or the the last one of like, am I worthy? These are core things that we all need. And then we don't talk about this stuff. We get stuck on that upstairs stuff. Especially when you have those like sexist, not sexist, but maybe, um, what's the right word? Um, yes. Misogynistic assumptions about what is worth like for men to like them being providing like very old school thinking for working all the time and then coming on, they're providing. So that is enough. Right. And sometimes women are like, but that's, that's not what I need from you. Yes. I appreciate that, but I, I need this. And then it goes into right. love languages and how you receive, Yeah, but it is, it's hard to break those molds, those gender norms. I would say when it comes to what you're worth and how do you feel validated from your partner? One thing I will say that you touched on that I really like, and I didn't want to skip over it because believe it or not, there are some men that listen to this podcast I want to make sure that I'm showing up for these guys right now. Okay. Men have feelings too. Mm. For sure. Absolutely. And I feel, I feel like often what happens is we suppress those feelings because having feelings about feelings is Mm. weird. The words, am I enough is like, I've been thinking it, I've been, I've been experiencing it, but now that I put it out there, now I have to face the reality of what's going to come out. It is as vulnerable as a man can get. Yeah. And oh, I'll, yeah. tell you, I'll tell you, as somebody who struggled with this, and Brittany and I have done a lot of work on worthiness around us. I used to put on the corner of my mirror, I am enough. Mm. And, and I did it for me, not for Britt, but for me. And then eventually I turned it and I just wrote enough, like enough. Stop asking yourself this question. Mm. Um, and it was really tough for me because, you know, you grow up in a society and it's like, okay, the biggest, the strongest, the fastest, the richest, yeah. those are the ones that everyone wants. And if you're not the biggest, if you're not the strongest, if you're not the fastest, if you're not making the most amount of money, right. then who are you? And, right? and there's no time for you to feel in there because don't you dare have feelings, right? There are bigger things to cry about, right. get up, brush it off. That's right. the messaging that is out there for men. Right. And then we get stone cold about it and we, then we yeah. stop, we stop listening. And then we get into these three things that you talked about. And then here's what ends up, ends up happening. Then resentment builds, yeah, mm-hmm. right? Resentment for our partner. And then they start to have resentment for us. So I think resentment has got to be the worst level of relationship you can reach before all the nasty stuff. Like resentment is just nasty, nasty, nasty. But I guarantee you, most of the people that listen to this podcast and most of the people that sit on the chairs across from you have a, mm-hmm. a degree of mm-hmm. resentment in their relationship. Oh, yeah. So how do we see that coming? Yeah. How do we, how do we get rid of resentment? Yeah. Oh gosh, that's such a big one. I have this whole, I have a little preview. I have a masterclass coming up at the end of October. I'm so excited. I ran it last year. It had so many people attending it. Such great feedback okay. because it's just so needed. And I think a lot of people don't even know that they're feeling resentment. I have to go back to one thing right there that you said, Ryan, because this is so important that what is so challenging is that in the heterosexual relationship, the female partner says, I want you to tell me how you're feeling. Tell me how you're feeling. But then when a partner tries, when her husband tries to share something, then she's like, oh, 
we're doing this again. Or, well, you know, if you would just do the laundry and she attacks it, right. And she attacks her husband. And every time we do that, we have then just like hammered down our partner. Don't share things with me. Mm. Right. And so we have to think about how am I influencing my partner and how do I make space for them to share what it ultimately is that I'm longing for, which is the emotional piece, right? Okay. How do we tackle resentment? Resentment is, it's not necessarily a bad thing. If we ignore it and shove it down, then it's going to be a bad thing. And it's just going to create this huge wedge between two people. They, you know, they'll stop having sex. um, They will stop sharing things. They'll just kind of be two people living side by side, but we can use feeling resentment as a message to us. It, It often suggests that there is something missing in the the relationship and something of a loss of the self. So if we think of like what's missing, there is missing of that connection and that love between two people. There's some kind of need that you have that you haven't shared with your partner, right? I need to feel like you're in this with me and you're my teammate. Um, a lot of people will talk about how there's this imbalance, the mental load, right? That one shows up. Um, or there's a lot of self-sacrificing. Mm-hmm. So in Instead of, um, let me think of an example here instead of, you know, okay, yes, I'm going to leave you with the kids tonight and I'm going to go see my friends. Cause that fills me up. And when mm-hmm. I'm filled up, then I can come back and be a really good self in this relationship with you. So right. important for intimacy. Um, but instead, oh no, I don't want to inconvenience my partner. And well, he gets irritated with the kids when I'm not there. So we give up the self, Right. right. That leads to resentment. We've got to like carve out self-space. We have to offload the mental load. We also need to address how do we think and view our partners in this? How are we communicating our needs? Yes. Um, Okay. So past resentment, it really comes down to communication. Um, What we were discussing this beforehand, but we always ask our guests to have some topics. And one of the things that you said um, might be very beneficial for our audience is um, you have three key pieces couples should be focusing on to build connection. Can you kind of go further in that? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I believe that we are so busy in our lives that we tend not to cross points and we start to just kind of live parallel lives. It's even more true. Um, with our phones, with these distractions in our hands all the time. I don't know if you guys, do you guys have your phones attached on your bodies or in your pocket? Yeah. It's hard. It's it's your job. Like it's part of my job for sure. And it's right. It's Ryan's on the phone literally all the time. So it's, it's hard to separate the two. Right. So we're just constantly being distracted and pulled into the worlds of other people and other things. So I like to talk about three things that you can do that do not take a lot of time. This is the important piece, knowing just how busy everybody is. One, find some way to have a weekly Mm check-in. A weekly check-in is not about, I mean, I love what you guys are doing, right? I love you and you're annoying. I think that's fantastic. But what you can do is you can build out a set of questions where you're helping each other talk about the relationship and not not just a, this is a venting session, but let's have questions that are actually going to help us grow. What is something that you appreciated about me this week? That would be Mm. a great question. Was there a time where you needed my support and I wasn't there? And the key when we have these check-ins though, is really about being that good listener and taking in that feedback and dropping out of our defenses or using our armor in that moment. You're not listening to respond. You're just listening. Yeah, absolutely. Um, What's going well for you right now? Or how can I help support you in the week coming up? 
So have some kind of weekly check-in. The next one would be some kind of ritual of connection. What did you guys do when you were dating, when you would greet each other? And do you still do it now? I don't know. Like, I mean, we lived across the street. Like we would, I don't know. I'm guessing we don't do it anymore. No, like I think, I think for us, it's, I don't even know, just like a, Hey babe, like how was your day or whatever. It's like a small. I think we always, we always greet each other with a kiss. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I guess so. Yeah, yeah, we still do that. Uh, yeah, we just make out in front of the kids all the time. Really weird. But for many people, they don't. Or you know, the the dog gets the <laughs> we right. got our dog. The dog got all the love every time yeah. when my husband would get home. <laughs> yeah, well, right? I think that your your um your dog is a lot of people's kids, right? Oh, my like, kids. When that I get, is Ryan yeah. for sure. He will go immediately to the kids, and I totally get yeah. that. But you're really good. You'll go to the kids, and you will 100 percent finish with me. Like you will say hello to me at the end. And I think that a lot of people don't do that. It really is focused. Yeah. Right. And, and that ritual of connection could be something based on love languages. If you haven't taken the quiz, the quiz is a great one to kind of just have a, a way of speaking about how you give and receive love. Like, I think that can be a helpful piece, but yeah. you know, like getting out the coffee mug in the morning, pouring the cup of coffee, taking that second to deliver it to your partner. Cause then that says, Oh, you think of me, like you held me in my mind. <laughs> Yeah. Do you actually do that for me on the weekend sometimes? So thank you. I like um I like uh hot chocolate. <laughs> no, I like sexy texts. Oh yeah, okay, fair enough. A sexy text tells me nice. that she's she's thinking about me. That's yes. my love language. I'll just send you like sexy memes all day. Yeah, it's fine. Perfect. Right. But it says, I'm holding you in my mind. Okay. So last one, super easy is look at those bids for attention. John Gottman talks about this. He's researched over 3000 couples in his couple lab. And he says that couples who are successful have learned to turn towards each other and to really watch for that. So for example, you know, um, actually my, my partner did the other day, he said, how are you feeling about this meeting? And it was him really turning towards me. And he was holding me in his mind that I had this meeting coming up. He asked me about it and I was able to say, Oh, like, I really appreciate you doing that. Thank you for checking in with me. But it could be as something as small as like your partner puts their hand on your back. Mm-hmm. Are you there on your phone and you keep going on your phone or do you put your phone down and turn towards them? Right. Or when they're like, oh, it's going to rain tomorrow. And you're on, you know, I'm using the phone as an example, but yeah. or maybe you're like stirring the pasta or something. And you're like, oh yeah, yeah rain, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so like finding ways present. to, yeah, be present, turn towards each other, um, kind of like step outside of ourselves a little bit and see what does the other person, what's, what's going on in their world right now? Something so easy that we could do. Amazing. I like the stepping outside of yourself because we're in, we're in our heads all the time. Like mm-hmm. all the time, always in our heads. And very rarely do I communicate to see what's going on in Brittany's head. Yeah. Unless she's giving me a cue that I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I will really only check in with Brit. And I'm, I'm, I'm being, you know, hat in hand here. I'll check in with Brit when I think something's wrong. Oh, not, yes. Not when I just want to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty mm-hmm. of that for sure. Guilty. Guilty. Um, okay. So. You, you likely learn for a good reason to do that. I'll, I'll rephrase it as that way. Yeah. 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 Thank you. I check it. I check in to make sure everything's okay. <laughs> okay. Tracy, can you do two things for me? One, just briefly tell us about this new workshop or course that you're running and yes. then B list all of your socials so people can find you here because it's good stuff. 
Absolutely. Thank you guys. Um, uh, it's going to be conquering resentment. It's going to be a free masterclass. The best way to find out from it for about it is to be in my online community rather on Instagram. So dr.tracyd, I'm on IG, send me a DM, say hello. I'm in my DMs. It's social. That's what we're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing on there, right? I don't right. give advice to my DMs, but do say hello. Um, <laughs> but also knowing how the algorithm works and knowing that, you know, you might see a post of mine, but you also might not. Yeah. yeah. Um, sign up for my email list. I will be announcing when the masterclass is then. And uh, take, a, take the quiz, click the link in the bio or head over to my website. I have lots of resources there, drtracyd.com. And if you are looking to build your connection with your partner and really learn how to communicate, I mean, we're talking about sharing feelings and needs, dropping that resentment and improving your intimacy, head over to beconnected.drtracyd.com and check out my online program. Guys, it is as affordable as one meal out a month. And the members tell me just how much they get out of this community um, and out of the videos and just learning all of the things that I teach my couples every single day. I love it. And guys, I, I know we've, we've kicked the dead horse a couple of times on this one, but please go to the Instagram. I cannot get, I cannot you tell you how so much information, I cannot tell you how much information is available to you. Thank on you. That. So mm-hmm. thank you for providing that space for us uh, and thank for you. your community. Uh, incredible job. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me here. This has been such a great conversation. I've truly enjoyed sitting with both of you. Pleasure. Likewise. Talk to you soon. everyone. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists, owners of the therapy group, and hosts of the Shrink Chicks podcast. Every week, we bring you a new episode where we dive into therapeutic topics like inner child work, dating anxiety, family dynamics, relationships, and burnout, making them more relatable and understandable, leaving the cycle babble behind. We address the things you've been dying to ask your therapist, but don't know how and work to help you stop shooting all over yourself with the expectations society can put on us. Tune in every Monday to Shrink Chicks on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Be sure to follow along and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Prepare to learn all about you because in order to grow yourself, you got to know yourself.